today on West Coast Italian Radio. The story of a real Italian mummy named Spaghetti. Plus, Lou Gallo gives us the truth about Columbus. All this and more on the Italian Radio Show coming up right now. Alla più piano e nessuno sentirà Il nostro amore lo viviamo io e te E solo sa la verità Nemmeno il cielo che ci guarda da lassù Insieme a te io resterò Amore mio, sempre così Alla più piano e vieni più vicino a me Voglio sentire gli atti folks and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio bringing you the Italian radio show. My name is Tony Listella, your host with my lovely gorgeous from Venezia, Italy co-host Marzia Caputo. So a changing city right now, Venezia. Vincenza. Vincenza, Vincenza, I'm sorry, Vincenza. <laughs> I drink before I come here. I, I drink before I come here. Everybody know, okay? Ah, exactly. Okay. Vincenza, Vincenza. Vincenza, Vincenza yeah. Well, we're Venezia. close to Venice. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? It's an half an hour. <laughs> I don't go with a boat to school, you know? Yeah, I yeah. car. All right, so. folks, if you want to call and be a part of our show today, you can call us live here. At the 11.50 a.m. KKNW studio in the beautiful Factoria area of Bellevue, Washington. At 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527. We do broadcast live at 11.50 a.m. here in the greater Puget Sound area for the uh, King and Snohomish and part of Pierce County. Or you can hear us live 24-7, not only this show, but all of our past shows, 24-7 on mm-hmm. WCIR.biz. Go to our website. That's the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio. WCIR.biz. Click at the link there. Listen to today's broadcast or any other show. And, uh, it's really you know, nice. We I have do like more four, than one time. I like four to years hear of shows there. That's you know right. That? We, <laughs> this is our fifth year broadcasting, and we're just really thrilled to, uh, to, uh, you know, to be a part of the community here, bringing you all of the great Italian news. And now you know what, mm. speaking of Italian news, yes, Marzi, it's that time. It is already. It's that time for Pezzo di Italia in the Northwest. Your Italian news stories brought mm. to you. These are real stories, folks. We don't make this stuff up. They say sometimes that uh, truth is more wacky than fiction, and that can really be said. So our first story, I'm going to let uh, Marzia introduce the title. Go ahead. Oh, the first one you want to... Okay, La Festa del Lavoro in Italia. Which is Labor Day in Italy, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, that's one you find the first April, Il Papagallo. Il Papagallo, which is the uh, online uh, Italian newsletter from Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, it says Labor Day in Italy is celebra- celebrated on May 1st. So that's coming right up here this week. A national holiday during which Italians often organize uh, outdoor barbecues with families, Mm -hmm. go for a walk in the countryside or to the beach. So now, how did Italian Labor Day originate? I bet you want to know that, don't you? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I know you're dying to hear that, okay? 
Well, on July 20th, 1889, it was decided to dedicate one day of the year to workers, and the date was set for May 1st in memory of an event that occurred in Chicago three years earlier, the Hay Market Affair. So apparently what happened in May of 1886, what started out as a peaceful rally in Chicago to support workers striking uh, for an eight-hour day turned into a massacre, a riot. I guess someone threw some dynamite at the police, the bomb blast, and the gunfight that ensued thereafter killed seven people. Uh, in fact, seven of them were police officers, killed seven police officers and four other civilians um, and many others were wounded. So uh, late, the, the Labor Day in Italy, which was um, officially instituted in 1945, commemorated this. The signature Labor Day event in Italy is the Concertone. 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 Big concert, concert in Rome, held in Piazza San Giovanni. The concert has been staged since 1990. It attracts thousands of people. Have you ever been to that concert there? Well, we have a lot of concerts every little town. So it's but have you there. ever been to the, no. May, the May 4th? Okay. No. So the stage, both on the stage, they have mainstream, they have famous artists, they have niche artists, Italian, foreign. The event is mm-hmm. broadcast live throughout Italy on Rai TV from 3 o'clock yes. to midnight. Okay. And I guess concerts are also held in other cities like Napoli, Milano, and Toronto. The big city, you know? they have that. But every little town has a little party, everything. You know, so you remember important. celebrating Labor Day, yeah, May 1st? It's long because we have the first May, we always have the bridge. It's meaning ah. like a Friday and then Saturday, Sunday, if you come oh, on gotcha, Tuesday, gotcha, you have Monday, yeah. you're off the bridge. Gotcha. So you, so you have, have an extra longer day off. weekend. Yes, yeah, because it's really yeah. important. Like a three-day yes, weekend. All right. Really, yeah, really nice. All right. So now the next story here is an interesting. Mm-hmm. We've you've heard us talk about you getting property in Italy, making trips to Italy. So, uh, Marcy, you're going to tell us how you can okay. find your dream property and renovate it in Italy. Right. This comes this to one? us. Yes. Go, go ahead. Go 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 go. All right. I know you want to say. Go ahead. It. Look in your. Go ahead. The local. The That's local. what I find that it was really interesting. I like the information they give to us. The local every, newspaper. Right. Yeah. Um, you should Google it. I love it. No, I, this of, is the Italian. I have Google. Mm-hmm. This is an Italian newspaper. It serves all of Italy, and it's called right. the Local. Mm-hmm. Now, this article was uh, in April 17th, 2019, okay? And how and where to find your dream renovation property in Italy. All right. So we always talk about this, right? So um, the one I want to talk about, I want to go really fast because I know it's a lot of information. Uh, the first task, you have to just think about it, what region you want to live, right? You have what to think region? about yeah. north, south, where you want to live. That's the first things, right? Gotcha. The second one, the best thing to do once you find your area or the region that you love, Make sure to walk around, talk to people. Don't buy it right away. Take yeah. your time. So get, if, get to know the area, check it out. Because yeah, a lot of places yeah. like a real estate that put to sell, a lot of homeowner uh, they would decide to sell some firm ha- farmhouse for family, yeah, yeah. and they didn't put on the news. So yeah, that's no. kind of like the thing that movie Under the Tuscan oh, Sun. Yes. Remember, she went there, she walked around, mm-hmm. and she found the place that the lady was selling privately. Remember? Right, exactly. Yeah. And the lady was. Looking for, because I know this is true, a lot of Italians, they want to find just the right person to buy their property because they it means mm-hmm. something to them. Right, you because know? remember, a lot of people in Italy, they would like more to live in the center, right close near there. Yeah, And yeah. what happened? No, in the farm. When the farm for us is 10 minutes from the town, it's not that far away. And they're so cheaper because you can find for 50,000 euro, uh, you know, yeah. and more problem it has. Cheaper it is, of course. Right, and right. it doesn't cost too much money to restore, to refix it, anything that too. Now, if you look like a country houses, yeah. believe it or not, 
in Tuscany, there doesn't have it too many casolari. Uh, yeah, because a lot of people are probably looking for it there. They're yeah, ready, right. Yes, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that's one thing they start to go down a lot. But if you go Basilica or Molise, they have a lot of them of that. You can find 50000 or less. Wow, man. That's really good price 50, this time. 50000 or less. And like I say, people will fix it. It's yeah. not expensive. So like let's talk here. about this. So I, so... Mm. You give so basically you could find a place maybe it's in a piazza in the middle mm. of the village or the like palazzo, palazzo. A, an mm-hmm. apartment maybe it's a farmhouse right and you can get these uh, this property often for fifty thousand mm-hmm. euros or less okay but then of course you got to restore it so now let's talk what's what's the restoration costs well depend like I say it's not expensive like here for me when I try to change the floor. Yeah. You know, when I remove the carpet, they put the floor here, it costs so much money. Yeah, in Italy, right. it's not because right. we have flooring like a little bit different. The marble is come from Italy. So you don't pay twice or three times like they pay here. Right. So think about that. And the labor is really cheaper for that too. So the you labor can, is cheaper. Okay. You can pay, like, I don't know, my mom should have done her kitchen and bathroom. She even paid, you know, even 5000 together. Uh-huh, you know wow. what I mean? Think yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, yeah. now, depending on the size, yes, it will make a difference. Right, right. But remember, all those houses, the fa- family want to sell it, they don't want to deal with lawyer, paperwork, things. Yeah. They just give it to you for really cheap because they want to give away because they pay extra taxes yeah, if you have yeah, extra houses. Yeah. It's They want to give away. They want to deal and with so that. And so, of course, that's another thing you got to think about when you are buying your property, mm. you got to look at the restrictions, licensing, uh, the taxes is a thing. Just there's a lot mm-hmm. of things, considerations, to, depending where you go, right? Right, right. So make sure you don't sign anyway some contract right away. Like I say, make sure you have someone with you understand Italian law, how yeah. it works, the blueprint, what right. they call it, to have yeah, that set up yeah. to read it. Because if you know you have somebody you can trust, it will make a big difference. You don't go end up with something really bad because you can find some bad things too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. House can go down really bad. So, so the, you know, this mm. next article I was going to tell you about, what I just that? noticed this came out on April 1st on uh, 2019. So, and this is not an April Fool's joke, interestingly, but it could sound like it could be one, mm. you know? On April 1st, 2019, the Italian-American magazine tells us about the spaghetti mummy. Okay, first we say spaghetti. Spaghetti. Okay, spaghetti mummy, you. okay? Thank you, Tony. Thank sullen, you. sullen, empty eyes stared back, sunken from the skull inside a plywood box at the McDougal Funeral Home in Laurenburg, North Carolina, where a mummy named Spaghetti was hanging. Mm-hmm. That body, the ghoulish sight for youngsters, has been there for almost 60 years, okay? Yeah, so Spaghetti's tale ended or began in Marlborough County, about 20 miles away from the funeral home. The mummified corpse was not, of course, named Spaghetti. His real name was Conchetto Farmica, a traveling worker in a carnival that had stopped nearby. Apparently he got into an argument with somebody, and he was clubbed over the head with a tent stake. He died shortly thereafter at a local hospital. So his father then came to claim the remains, but he couldn't afford the expense of moving his son, you know, because uh, he wanted to send the body back to Italy. So he mm-hmm. put down a $10 deposit to hold the body. This, of course, is back, remember, uh, in uh, what was the year of this? This was, well, 60 years ago. So it would have been in, uh, what, the 1930s, right. something like that. Yeah, you because know? it was 60 yeah. years ago. Yeah. 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 And so the father cla- uh, came to claim the remains. He put mm-hmm. down 10 
$10 deposit hold the body so he could contact the family in Italy for more money. The family wanted the body to re- be returned uh, to Italy for a Catholic burial since there was no Catholic cemeteries in Laurenburg at that time. And the funeral home told the family how much it would cost to get the remains sent to Italy. But then they never heard again from the Italian family. Okay. So as the funeral director said, it be, you know, they had this body on their hands, which over the years became mummified and it kind of became a local legend and attraction. And over time, Sp- Spaghetti became a, a real celebrity. He was an international ce- celebrity, you might say. He was featured on CBS News on a BBC show called Curious World and other TV programs, okay? Hmm. He was finally laid to rest in 1972 when Congressman Mario Biaggi picked up on the spaghetti thing as being derogatory to Italians, okay? So under pressure from the congressman, the McDougalds arranged a service for their longstanding customer. It was a Catholic grade-side service with about 200 in attendance. And there you have the story of spaghetti. Spaghetti. The real Italian mummy. Okay. I gotta watch for my future. Yeah, I tell I'm you not about gonna that. hang up somewhere like. Well, <laughs> we're gonna come back right after this short uh, break. Uh, we mm-hmm. have to hear from our wonderful sponsors, and then we'll be back with some food and beverage tips for you. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, David, where are you off to? I'm on my way to Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. Wow. She's the hairdresser of the stars. They all love her. Really? She's fantastic. A full-service spa and salon with all the amenities from cuts and award Winning color to nails, lashes, Botox, even Reiki. So why do you go there? Uh, she's going to make me look like Elvis. Mickey's Hair Salon on Rustin Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. Hey, Dad. Thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast is Cernio Sausage. Visit Cernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Hey, Marcia, I want to go to Italy, but the trips are so expensive and the accommodations mezza mezza. You got to use La Casella Agriturismo. La Casella Agriturismo? Telling, Gianpaolo. Family-owned country house in the heart of Italy with a rustic setting, Agriturismo, a unique way to stay in Italy. Wow, there's nothing like that in the States. And the La Casella, owned by my family, is one of the best. Reasonably priced, it's like being in Tuscany without the crowds. And from La Casella, you can easily visit Rome, Florence, Tuscany, or Venice. 
vacation like a real Italian. For more information, visit the West Coast Italian Radio website at wcir.biz and click on the logo for La Casella. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. All right, folks, welcome back to West Coast Italian Radio. Uh, just a couple of things here that we want to mention before we uh, get into our food segment of the day is the Olympic Soccer Academy. Remember our good friend, Sir Giovanni Pizzano? Okay? Yes. He does this wonderful, wonderful soccer academy where he brings over young people from Italy, boys and girls between the ages of about uh, 18 and 25. Mm-hmm. They have a whole season. They play here in the United States from roughly April until August oh, uh, here on in the uh, in the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. and up and down the West Coast with and they he puts together a team using these players from Italy along with our players here and the same age you know our young people and it's just a wonderful experience for the two countries and players to come together from the two countries so uh, they're still looking for host families that might like to host some of their um, athletes. That's nice. You can host a boy or girl from Italy between the ages of 18 to 25. Right. And unlike most of the exchange student programs, this is only for a few months, you basically would have them here for May, June, July, and I think they go back in August. So it's a pretty good deal, and uh, it's a wonderful way for you to... uh, Learn Italian. Learn Italian, learn about Italian Mm -hmm. culture, and really have some special uh, times with with an Italian in your own home. So Mm -hmm. if you are... Able to uh, or interested in learning more about that, please contact directly the Olympic Soccer Academy. Go onto their website, and I'm sure you can get more information from them. We'll tell you a little bit more about their schedule of games coming up later on when we get to our um, event calendar part of the show. So now we're talking about this week's recipe. I love this part of the show. This is like, you know... Great part. We talk about food and wine and everything. This is brought to you, by the way, from our sponsor, Tito's Vodka, who mm-hmm. basically um, takes care of us, you know, uh, very, very well. Uh, they sponsor many of our veteran events and other events throughout the year, as well as being a great sponsor here on the radio show. And uh, they are particularly proud of sponsoring our food segment here. So today we're going to talk about Tuscan Mushroom soup, a delicacy from Maremma. Maremma. Okay, so tell it's us a about diet. this. Maremma che buona, we say, See? right? <laughs> Maremma che buona, okay. So this is an old recipe. It's really good. Like this the season, you can do fall or spring. We start to eat a lot of like a uh, mushroom soup or a lot of with beans soup. That's oh, the right. time that all we right. use most of everything because we are between the cold and right, hot. Right, right, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's really good. Uh, the only thing is that you use raw egg inside this type of uh, soup. Yeah, okay? yeah. So how do you make it? So what do you make it? It's garlic, of course. And when you um, 
plant the garlic with the oil, that's how you add the mushroom. Now, the mushrooms are really important. What we use is a porcini, uh, the chiodini, this type. Now, okay. here in America, you cannot find all this. Right. So, the alternatively, you can find chestnut mushrooms. You're right. Or um, uh, find a mixed woodland, just the right so, uh, so type he, of mushroom. So, in Italy, you get porcini, porcini. or chiodini mushrooms. Chiodini. But here, it's easier to replace those with yeah. chestnut or woodland, mixed woodland mushrooms. Now, gotcha, you okay? can't find it. You have to research it. Some farm have it. They could be really expensive, you know. Yeah, yeah, but you know yeah. what? You're going to taste it different. Right, Because right. it's unbelievable when it's made with exactly the type of mushroom that asks gotcha, for it. Gotcha. So it's simple. You you know, if it's a dry mushroom, you have to put in a water, soak for one hour right, or as long right. as you can. And you rinse it up and then you put it with the oil to cook it and let it cook for a slow down until the water that come out from the mushroom evaporate and that's you had the broth the chicken oh, wow, broth that in there sounds fantastic. Really simple. and after that you use that a pecorino cheese inside right. that's why you don't put no salt anything because you add the pecorino cheese in this one and the end you put the raw eggs when you turn off the soup that's how you put the uh, raw egg so make sure like a tip they're putting here too if you can find the internet so stir inside for a couple minutes before removing the soup from the heat so you can cook a little bit of egg. And the Tuscan mushroom soup is best served immediately. It doesn't store well in the fridge. Gotcha. It's not, um, so you got to eat it while it's hot, yeah. right? So where does the raw egg come in? So you make the soup so then yeah. you put the raw e- egg in afterwards or what? After. Like in the, right when it's done, the soup to cook, you yeah. shut it off the fire and you put the egg. I didn't know. That's something really good. It's unbelievable. I mean, stick it up even the soup. So, um, and you serve with a toast bread, like a Italian way with the garlic and oil, and you put it together with the soup. Simple is that. Gotcha. So, gotcha. really, you know, uh, interesting to make it. If you find a mushroom that you want, try on it. It's really good. Uh, something different. And why? Sounds if you fantastic. like fantastic. That so. sounds absolutely fantastic. We'll have to get this up on the internet with our mm-hmm. other wonderful recipes that you provide us each week. And since we're on the uh, whole thing of stuff from Italy here, um, I know you have prepared these wonderful <laughs> Italian <laughs> phrases to teach us today, okay? So let's get into our Italian phrase of the day. Okay. Um, I'm going to let you read the first one in Italian, and then I will read it in English. Got it. All right. Le droghe producono amnesia e qualcos'altro che non ricordo. Okay, so this is in regards to use of uh, drugs. The uh, drug produced amnesia and something else I don't remember. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you should put some passion. Come on, Tony, you can do better The drug that. produced amnesia and something else I did not remember. You do my yeah, accent yeah, now. Yeah, 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 la vita yeah. è fatta di scale. C'è chi scende e chi ci sale. I più furbi usano l'ascensore. Read it one more time. La vita è fatta di scale, c'è chi scende e chi sale. I più furbi usano l'ascensore. Which basically means life is made up of stairs. Who goes up and who goes down? The smarter take the elevator. <laughs> That's pretty good. We've got to remember, these are good Italian sayings for us to uh-huh. know, right? Why not? Learn to use it. <laughs> well, so now I want to tell you about mm. our Italian-American Artist of the Week. We go That's back and fine. forth each week. Sometimes we do the Italian Artist of the Week, sometimes Italian-American. This is one that I just stumbled across. Interestingly, I didn't expect uh, to find, but um, interestingly, I found her, okay? Her name is uh, Susie Quattro. By the way, this part of our show is brought to you by Mickey Spa Salon, 
beautiful, beautiful place down on the picturesque Tacoma waterfront in Ruston Way. Mickey does a great job with all of your hair needs and, uh, you know, just a full-service salon, hair, nails, Reiki, the whole thing. Make sure you talk to Mickey down there because if she can make me look good, she's a miracle worker. It's that Mother's Day coming up, too, That's right. right. So That's right. Sure there you go. Talk to her about me. And she has some great product down there. I mean, great hair product, okay? So anyway, Mickey brings us our Artist of the Week segment. And this week, we're talking going to talk about Susie Quattro. Now, you may ask, who is Susie Quattro, okay? So she's actually a rock and roll musician. She's the gal who basically, I know we, we talk a lot, especially here in the Northwest, since this is where the uh, Heart Sisters come from with the band Heart. But truly, Susie Quattro was really the first woman of rock and roll, okay? Um, she has sold more than 55 million albums worldwide. She, first of all, was the first female bass player to reach rock and roll stardom, okay? She started playing in bands in the 1960s. Uh, then she became a solo act. She did a lot of uh, shows in Europe, and she tours extensively. Her biggest hit came in 1979 when she did a duet with uh, a singer named Chris Norman called Stumbling In. Okay, we're going we're gonna to hear that in a few day, uh, a few, a few, few minutes here, okay? Uh, in addition to all the fame from her music, she was also known for her role on Happy Days, where she played Leather Tuscadero, the tough younger sister of Arthur Fonzarelli's girlfriend. I think okay? I saw that one. So her grandfather, uh, Susie's grandfather, came from Italy, uh, he, like my grandparents did back around the turn of, turn of the 1900s, went through Ellis Island. Uh, he became a coal mine worker first, and he settled in Detroit, ultimately, where he got into the automotive industry, okay? And then he raised her father, Art, and Art was a jazz musician who kind of gave uh, Susie her love of music, okay? So, um, without further ado, let's hear about the real first woman of rock and roll who was Italian-American, Susie Quattro and her big hit, Stumbling In. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. 
Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Yo, David, you look 10 years younger. What happened? Yeah, I just came from Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. She specializes in hair growth. Wow. Yeah, she does this laser treatment stuff that makes your hair grow like crazy, based on the same stuff the astronauts use to grow plants in the space station. Mickey's Hair Salon. Yes, on Ruston Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. That's MickeySpaAndSalon.com for amazing hair growth. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Susie Quattro, our Artist of the Week on West Coast Italian Radio. You know, I didn't really even, I I have to confess, and I mean, I'm a huge rock and roll fan, uh, especially of classic rock from the uh, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, you know. I had never heard of Susie Quattro. I had uh, somebody who, who, you know, basically sent me a thing uh, on our Facebook page and had suggested her as an Artist of the Week. But, um, you know, she is quite an amazing gal. She's accomplished some fantastic things. She's still out there touring today. Oh. And really, you know, we make a big deal out here about the Heart Sisters, and I'm not taking away from them. I mean, the, the Heart Sisters are fantastic, but... Um, Truly, Susie was the first, voice. first woman of, of rock and roll was Susie Quattro, a good Italian-American gal from, of course, Detroit, where you had a lot of, of rock and roll and R&B came from that city. Okay, So now, speaking of other uh, fantastic Italian-Americans out there making a difference, well, I want to introduce to everybody our guest of the week here, uh, calling us directly from uh, New York City, I think, is Mr. Lou Gallo. Lou, are you there? I'm there. And, and you are in Long New York Island, City, yes? New York City. Where? Long Island, out in Long, Long Island. Long Island. Oh, I love Long <laughs> Island. God, I got into a lot of trouble there as a kid. Thank God I had yeah. a buddy whose brother was a cop, you know? So uh-huh. we got, kept us out of trouble, you know? <laughs> so, Lou, now you have been an active member for 16 years with right. the um, the Sons of Italy, uh, you know, and really not just on a local level there, but really on a almost a national level, you have been mm-hmm. really working with a lot of the uh, issues out of Washington, D.C., including the Commission for Social Justice, Anti-Defamination Order, and just many other things, right? Oh, yes. Very good. So, very much so. And I understand you've been married for 50 years. Wow, that's yep, quite an accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> with three yeah, children, a lot of people say. <laughs> four grandchildren, and that's just fantastic. So, um yes. You were 33 years a high school teacher, and your parents mm-hmm. were born where? Well, my parents were born in this country. Okay. But the uh, our heritage is, uh, my father's side comes from Calabria, from gotcha. the province of Cosenza. Oh. Ah, very yeah. nice. And, uh, and my mother's side uh, was really uh, Neapolitan, okay? And my, great, my grandfather on my mother's side was uh, from Salerno, uh-huh. and uh, my grandmother was from Avellino. That's fantastic. That's yep. really fantastic. So it was a good mix, Neapolitan Calabrese. 
<laughs> well, one of the things that I really am I'm, I'm pleased to have you on the show about is I know that you have done a lot of work over the last several years really researching the books, the life, the legacy of Christopher Columbus. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's such a controversy now going on all across the country. Um, and, of course, you being a school teacher and really mm-hmm. knowing how to do this research, it sounds like you have had communications with various authors mm-hmm. uh, to get really the facts behind this. You've made presentations um, in various places around the country and even have uh, dressed up as Columbus and go to certain events where you do almost like a, uh, for lack of a better description, a mini theatrical presentation mm-hmm. where you disperse mm-hmm. a lot of the rumors, a lot of the myths, a lot of the stuff that has been going on um, around the country. I know a, a big issue is that they, uh, that the, the opposition says that Columbus was brutal to the Native Americans. A lot of people mm-hmm. accuse him of everything from genocide uh, mm-hmm. and onwards. So, um, you know, and there's a big movement with certain people across the country to get his name removed from uh, our memorials and from our statues and uh, and right. so forth, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about that. Okay. Well, let me tell you. First of all, uh, for your listeners, as well as for you and Marcia and David, I can tell you that as a result of six years of research, the detractors and the revisionists have it totally wrong. Absolutely totally wrong. Uh, They are obviously um, suffused with a political agenda, which is out to ruin our European and Christian traditions, uh, because they want to change this whole narrative about Europeans coming here, uh, and, of course, um, what they do is, if you read the material, and it's blatant, uh, I must tell you, it's so blatant that when you read the primary source material about what Columbus has said and has written, and you read what the interpretation is from a revision, it's just not even close. I mean, without a doubt, these people are engineering a whole different paradigm about what this man was all about. I can tell you, based on solid factual documentation, either witnesses who were there on the voyages, his own writings himself, research done by 15th and 21st century historians, both American and Italian, that this man was so cordial to the Indians at every twist and turn. When he first met them, uh, he uh, he found them very generous. He found them very docile. They traded goods of equal value. He always insisted that his men do the same. They treated them like gods uh, because of his treatment. He got a lot of notoriety in the Caribbean as a great person. And as a result, they feeded him with many gifts. Uh, For instance, uh, they gave him parrots, and they gave him cotton balls, and he traded them with other things that he had, gave him bonnets and cloaks and and things of that nature. And up and down uh, the, the Caribbean, as well as particularly in his third voyage when he actually skirted the shores of South America and Central America. Uh, He was treated with such acclaim and such honor, and he did the same. Whenever he negotiated anything with them as far as food provisions and things like that, he always gave them something of equal value as much as he could. So let me Uh, ask you a question, you know, because I've actually got into this uh, a couple times with uh, some of our callers. I've got into it with some of our people who have... uh, you know, send us stuff online at our Facebook page. The biggest thing that the uh, these so-called 
the attractors are doing is they're saying, well, this information is written in in Columbus's own diary. I mean, you can't argue because it's in his own diary where he talks about him doing these things. So what's that all about? I'll tell you what it's all about. It's all a textual corruption. I have have the evidence to prove it with some of the historians, particularly people like Howard Zinn and Ward Churchill and James Lowen. These gentlemen corrupted the text because they would take one particular item and they would inflate it, okay, and make it a a, a major thing. I'll give you a perfect case in point. They accused him of being, you know, he sent slaves. He didn't send slaves over. When nobody realizes that the Tainos at the time, in 1494, and in 1496, had actually attempted to get rid of Columbus out of the way, okay? And the reason for that was, after the first voyage, when he came back for the second voyage, he noticed that he, the 39 men that he left behind were all killed. So when he investigated it, and he had created a great relationship with Guacanagari, one of the Taino chiefs, he said, everything you told them to do when you left to come back, when you left after the first voyage, they didn't do that. He told them, trade goods of equal value, don't harm these people, act like dis- diplomats, don't go around uh, absconding their women or uh, in, in any way coveting their goods, just maintain good relationships. They did the complete opposite, because these people, the crew that, he was, that was with him, was not the creme de la creme of Europe. Gotcha. A lot of them were criminals, a lot of them went on the voyage, because Queen Isabella said to them, I'll tell you what, if you go on this voyage, and you do, uh, and this voyage is very successful. I will pardon you. Gotcha. So we didn't have the top-notch people that you. So what you're saying expect. is Columbus, as the you know leader, gave the the command, hey, you need to treat these people with respect. But some of his crew didn't necessarily follow that. No, they didn't. They, in fact, there was a tremendous disconnect, which I'll explain to you in a few minutes. So when when that happened, when all his men were dead, and Columbus investigated, Guacanagari told him, he said, listen. They did the complete opposite. Now, what that did, what that did, was to create such uh, hatred by the Indians against the Europeans that from that point on, which was when he came back in 1493, from that point on, Christopher Columbus had a tough time trying to maintain good relations with the Indians, keeping his men at bay, and still performing what he was supposed to do under contract, and that was, uh, you know, find the find do voyages of discovery, and that was gotcha. what he was under contract to do. So what you're now, saying is part of, the prob- the par- part of the problem, then, is when the people who call and write into us or claim this stuff was in his diary, it was not really in his diary. His diary is being quoted out of context, Absolutely. or they're pulling things out, and they're not telling you the whole story, exactly. which, of course, happens, as we know frequently today, and the news, when you'll see some politician up giving a speech, and his opponents will pull a maybe 30-second segment out of the speech, and when they present it, it's almost the opposite of what he might actually be saying in the speech if you exactly. saw the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah, I and got as you. as a result of that particular that incident, the Tainos decided to, and this and from 1493, November 1493 to April 1494, Columbus didn't even seek revenge. He said to everybody, tell you what, we'll find another spot on the island to settle down. And they did. They created another settlement called La Isabella. Okay, but we'll be on guard. Most of the men, of course, wanted to seek revenge. So we always had that problem. Yeah, he always yeah. had that problem of keeping his men at bay and trying to maintain good relations with the Indians. However, 
in those two years, 1494 and 1496, Cayenabo, which was who led a confederation of the Tainos against Columbus, he actually tried to ambush. He stole a lot of his goods, uh, Columbus's goods. They um, accosted the men. And so as a result, there was a war. And in those days, there was the just war concept. And that meant if you were, in, if you were invaded or if you were uh, accosted by anyone, you had a right. And this was supported by the Roman Catholic Church. You had every single right to defend yourself, and you could capture, you could capture and enslave those people. But not Columbus. Wow. He didn't do that. Yeah. What he did was he shipped back to Spain prisoners of war. It was the sovereigns, both King, Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand, that decided whether they would go into slavery or not. Gotcha. Some did, and some did not. In fact, when Columbus sent them back, and this is in his writings, I would suggest that you educate these people in Spanish culture educate them in the Roman Catholic religion, and send them back to be missionaries to their own people to yeah, spread the Christian yeah. word. And so, if you're going to put them to work, you pay them. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. Now, they fought him again in 1496, and he did the same thing. So this thing that he, you know, started the transatlantic slave trade is a lot of bunk. And Isabella said, that's it. Don't send any more prisoners back here. Handle what you can. And what also was very tough for Columbus, he didn't have any codified law. Right. He didn't have any organized system of justice or anything like that. This man tried to control the settlement with these men, these uh, these literally rustic people, uh, without any kind of codified law. So as a result, it was the strength of his own personality that made him do what he could do as best as he could. So listen, most Lou. Of these atrocities. We have to. Uh, we 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 we're going to have to take a commercial break here pretty quick. But this has been absolutely fantastic. This has been one of the most, I think, um, informative, uh, you know, informative interviews on Columbus that we have had with someone like yourself Mm -hmm. who really has taken the time to study it. Let me just ask just one last question here real quick. Maybe you can answer this in about 60 seconds for me. What can be done to, you know, turn this tide back? Because, like you say, so many Mm -hmm. people are jumping on this bandwagon, trying to get convince all of the legislators and powers to be around the country that you got to get rid of Columbus, and they're all buying into this for political reasons. What can we do to correct this misinformation and get people the right news, the right okay. information? First of all, we are, in the Order Sons and Daughters of Italy in America, are printing material that's digestible and consumable, by the average person, so that they could use it to counteract any opposition. And when these resolutions in the legislatures and the municipalities and the school districts begin to emerge, these people have to go out, and you have to go toe-to-toe with these people. You have to go toe-to-toe. I've done it out here in Southampton, Long Island, okay, and we kept them at bay. We kept them at bay in New Pulse. We kept them at bay at Williamsville, which is up near Buffalo. And we also fought, and working with Colorado, we have defeated the resolution to change Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day four times because of our information. And you see that, and that's really great. That's what has on these people to say this is a holiday that's been in existence for eighty-two years. Right, okay? right. And it, it's about a world icon that had joined two worlds and affected the evolution of Western civilization on both sides of the Atlantic. This that's is it. absolutely fantastic. Where can people go, Lou? if they want to get involved or, and be supportive of your efforts? Okay, I would suggest that they 
uh, can contact uh, me at the Order Sons and Daughters of Italy in America. Uh, okay, if you want, I can uh, give you my, uh, my my phone number or my I'll tell you what, I'll give you my email address. Okay, and uh, people can contact me, and we can send them information and give them that's fantastic. On how to pursue all of this? Go ahead and give us okay? that. That's uh, uh, L J Gallo at Opton Line. O P is in Peter, T is in Terry, O N as in Nancy Line. Opton line.net. All right, let me I repeat that back person. for everybody. So you can contact Lou Gallo directly at L-J-G-A-L-L-O at optonline, O-P-T-O-N-L-I-N-E dot net. And he can tell you uh, much, much more. He can get information to you so that you can get the real truth about Columbus to disband much of these fallacies that are going around being perpetuated by people, frankly, who, who have a political agenda. Lou, we don't have any more time today, but we hope okay. you will come back and be a guest with us again on the future yeah, show. Yeah. We're going to keep uh, in touch with you and keep up on this controversial uh, topic about Columbus. And thank you so it. much for being a guest today on West Coast Italian okay. Radio. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Marcy. I appreciate it all. All right, folks, we'll be right back after this message from our sponsors. Hey, Marcia, I want to go to Italy, but the trips are so expensive and the accommodations mezza mezza. You got to use La Casella Agriturismo. La Casella Agriturismo? Tell him, Gianpaolo. Family-owned country house in the heart of Italy with a rustic setting. Agriturismo, a unique way to stay in Italy. Wow, there's nothing like that in the States. And the La Casella, owned by my family, is one of the best. Reasonably priced, it's like being in Tuscany without the crowds. And from La Casella, you can easily visit Rome, Florence, Tuscany, or Venice. Vacation like a real Italian. For more information, visit the West Coast Italian Radio website at wcir.biz and click on the logo for La Casella. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, David, where are you off to? I'm on my way to Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. Wow. She's the hairdresser of the stars. They all love her. Really? She's fantastic. A full-service spa and salon with all the amenities from cuts and award-winning color to nails, lashes, Botox, even Reiki. So why do you go there? Uh, she's going to make me look like Elvis. Mickey's Hair Salon on Rustin Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. Hey, Dad. Thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the 
perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast, Isernio Sausage. Visit Isernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. Our song of the week with Tony Lastella and the Goombas, Marichiare, the classic song from Italy. Our song of the week, Marichiari with Tony Lestal and the Goombas. Love that old Neapolitan music, all those classic songs. Uh, been around for hundreds of years, some of these tunes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we made that recording back. In about 2010, 11, right in that time frame, back in uh, in the area of Providence, Rhode Island, there's a great little uh, recording studio there on a lake. My dear friend, Vinnie Frioli, one of the top classical guitar players in the world, did all of the arrangements with me. Uh, he played all the guitar, mandolin parts, uh, just a fantastic musician. And we brought in a lot of the old players from Boston, all the old Italian players, because a lot of this music, you know, there's right. no charts for it. You just got to know how to play it, you know. So lots of fun. Good, some good memories. About music. You know about the music. name about before Susi Quattro? That is what's yeah. the artist name. Yeah, but yeah, The real yeah. name is Pinky Tuscadaro. Ah, Pinky Tuscadaro. Pinky Tuscadaro. <laughs> I never <laughs> That's <laughs> good, that's good. Pinky. So I was nice. It's just that it was really interesting. Someone sent it to me a text. So that's like, oh, great. That's, that's fantastic. Well, thank you. Who sent that to us? Well, I have Jeff. He just sent it to, it was uh, Happy Days and Fonsi's sister. So All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Jeff. All right. So uh, now let's talk about our event calendar. We had some special events coming up mm-hmm. here. Uh, you know, interestingly, we have not had our Portland events on here for the last uh, month because our friend down there, Carrie Lynn, has retired from doing Il Papagallo. But I just got an email the last couple of days that somebody else is picking that up from the Amici Club down there. So I'll make sure we get in touch with them and we start to also report all of our Italian events. For all, We have lots of listeners online down in the Portland area. So we'll get those up uh, here real soon back on our event calendar. But in the meanwhile, these are the events coming up. We're going to give you our events really over the next uh, more or less 30 days, and then we'll give you a few hold the dates uh, out for the future. So you take the first one, baby. Okay. Bella Vita is a Saturday, May 4. San Vitali Lodge is a second annual spring tea party. Tea party, all so right. So it's 1 to 3 p.m., Sunwood Lake Clubhouse in Olympia. For ticket, call Katie Cleaner. 
800-232-2577. All right. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. And then on Saturday, June 1st, I can't believe it. it's almost June here, right? Yeah, Mili Cugini, Sons of Italy Lodge, our dear friends up in Marysville are having their annual spaghetti dinner. This is always a blast up there. 2 o'clock to 6.30 p.m. at St. Mary's Catholic Church, Marysville, Washington. Make sure you contact the Mili Cugini Sons of Italy Lodge, and they will let you know how you can get tickets to that event. And then again, we have Saturday, June 1, Auburn. Son of Italy Lodge. It's wine testing. Uh, we always love that. 6 oh, p.m. Yeah. Holy Family Church Hall in Auburn, Washington. I got to tell you, the Auburn Sons of Italy, mm-hmm. they do one of the best wine tasting events in the entire region. I mean, first of all, this homemade wine is like moonshine. It's so good. It's wonderful. Yeah. And it's very, very powerful stuff. Yes. But then they have, you know, they, what they say, well, they have light appetizers, which to Italian, light appetizers is still enough food to feed like mm-hmm. 100, 100 people, right? So uh, they do a wonderful job. Make sure you contact them for tickets. We have a few save-the-date uh, future events. Just get these on your calendar as we come closer to these. We'll let you know more about them. June 20th, Italian Heritage Night at the Mariners. Always a fun time, 7 to 10 p.m. We're playing the Baltimore 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 mm-hmm. Baltimore Orioles. Uh, tickets range between 23 to 38 bucks. Uh, and apart from your tickets and a fun time and great stuff at the game, uh, you get a, Mar- a blue Italian Mariners souvenir cap. So mm-hmm. go to the Mariners uh, site and uh, put in for Italian Heritage Night of the Mariners. Get your tickets right away. Then on September 1st, this is always a lot of fun because West Coast Italian Radio is one of the sponsors of this event. Italian Day at the Races at the Emerald Downs yeah. Racetrack. We got Tony and the Goombas playing down there all day. Our uh, founder, David Madrid, is going to be our MC. Uh, we'll march and I'll be down there and just have a blast. Bocce, Italian boost, pizza eating contest, and win a bunch of money betting on your favorite ponies, right? And then last but not least, remember to mark the month of September because that is, folks, Seattle Italian Festival time. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, starting on September 6th with the San Gennaro Festival for that weekend. We got the Mass in Italian on the 14th. We got the Festin Luncheon on the 20th. Always a great time at the Seattle Yacht Club with a f- special guest speaker. The Taste of Italy, one of the best food and wine events in the entire region on the 27th. And, of course, in the biggie, Festa Italiana, ending the month, the weekend of the 28th, 29th. We have many, many more events coming up. And be sure to go to, by the way, OSA Seattle. FC, that's the Olympic Soccer Academy, OSACLFC.com. Check their schedule because they got games in May and in June, and you want to check these out. These are the folks that bring the kids over from Italy to play with our kids and do some great games. Thank you so much, for everybody, wow. for listening. Uh, Marcy, you have any closing words for Nothing people? Nothing until la prossima volta. All right, folks, thanks so much. Remember, you can get us 24-7 at WCIR.biz. This week's show or past broadcast, just click on the link there. We'll see you next week with a brand new show. Ciao. The rain is falling. Once more I'm 